Welcome to the Wellness Pod. I'm your host Malika, and I'm your other host Mpiwa. We have bi-weekly episodes where we talk about self-care and all things wellness on Wednesdays. Today we are joined by two fitness junkies in our campus, Miku and Dexter, and we're going to talk about how they got into the sport, what made them stick to the sport, and how they use fitness or sport as a wellness practice. Hello Miku and Dexter. Hello. Super excited to have you two here for the final episode of semester 2. And you being here makes this episode especially important to us. It is the first time we've had two guests and we're really looking forward to how this conversation will unfold. But before we get into it, Nico and Dexter, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Dexter and I'm a national sprinter for the Singapore national team as well as a sophomore at Yale University. My name is Miku. For those who don't know me, I'm from the class of 2024 and I would say most people's first impression of me is that I'm quite athletic and that is also true. So we have a tradition where we ask our guests to pull out a card from the empowering questions pile and we go around and respond to any cards. So pick a card. Okay. Any card. I have What is the most important thing for me in this moment? Ooh. Well, I think It's just to have a really nice conversation with my friends. I'm so happy to be here and happy you guys invited me to be on your podcast. Definitely inspired by our previous episode with Tan Taeyong, uh how we learned to just be in the moment and take care of the relationships that we have on campus. Yeah, I think for me, um I'm leaving in 2 weeks. I was just telling you about it. So now it's it's about making every moment count and really being present with people and appreciating what they have to give me and what I have to offer. So that is what I'm excited for right now. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, do I answer? Yeah. Oh, um at least for athletics wise, I'm hoping to qualify for the SEA Games at the end of this year. Nice. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's so exciting. All the best. So to start us off, which sports do you do and how did you get into them? Sure. So I've been playing tennis for 15 years now since I was 5 years old. Um my parents were big sports fans and they played sports themselves. So me and my other two sisters were all introduced to sports at a very young age. I would say functional fitness meets CrossFit, so a little bit of everything. That's more of what I do now. Dexter, you're also heavily involved in sports and fitness. Right. So I'm a national sprinter for the Singapore national team. I run the 100 meters. I started 4 years ago in polytechnic, you know, just went from school level to national level and international and I'm still pursuing it um as a career. Nico and Dexter, I'd love to know more about sports as a job because you do have the daily movement SG. Yeah. And I want to know, do you hope to do sports in the long term um and how does college play a role in that if you intend to? Coaching people brings me so much joy. and that's something that really makes me happy and gives me a sense of accomplishment a source of uh purpose in my everyday life as for like leaving college um i consider that more often now because of how tired i've been in in school like why did i decide to come back to school when you know i could be doing the daily movement every day and it's because i have this like huge desire to just learn more and to be in a community of people who like to learn as well. So just having this opportunity today to be with you both and have a conversation about fitness and wellness that's 
in a school setting that's kind of cool so I wouldn't trade it for anything and we love having you here Yay. and having the opportunity to have you here Dexter you said you started running when you were in polytechnic and that's when you knew that you wanted to pursue it as a career I wouldn't say I went into it thinking I would be really competitive how did your parents or anyone who is close to you react when you went forward with sports uh, I think my parents were pretty happy with it um, I mean, as a kid, I was, like, super nerdy, so they would never imagine, like, I did any form of support, let alone, like, na- at national level. Um, so they were really supportive. Love supportive parents. Yes, <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Very grateful. Great yeah, and especially because um, Singapore Athletics, and I'm sure for any other athletes in the national scheme, we don't get paid a lot. It's really not enough to form an actual career out of it. Um, it's just enough to cover my... The money I pay to my coach and my sporting attire, and yeah. So I have a question: like, if it's not financially rewarding, what drives you to keep doing it? I think it's just self improvement. Just proving to myself that I can reach the levels of elite sprinters or elite sportsmen, and having the mental um toughness to continue on this journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more intrinsic. Oh, that's cool. Um. Like another thing you mentioned was, uh, I think the sports scene in Singapore is not as robust as other countries. So do you ever feel like it's difficult to keep up because of our tiny country that doesn't really <laughs> focus on sports? Yeah, definitely. Especially when you look at the neighboring countries. I mean, the neighboring athletes, especially sprinters, they're all cutting down their time. And we're kind of like stuck in time. So I think it's more about negotiating, you know our professional career and our amateur sports career and navigating that difficult space. Malika, do we play any sports since <laughs> like since Miku has I've seen so Malika much. at the gym. Yeah. Oh crushing it. <laughs> um okay. You know Luke. Luke has yeah. been dragging me to the gym and being like, okay, you know, get fit. You wanted to do this, you wanted to get strong and so he's been dragging me but that's the extent of it and I've kind of been slacking off recently I think I've turned into an ad hoc type of person so I haven't been able to follow some sort of sport this semester because I've been so busy I think I'm speaking for a lot of people who are in the same situation as me who do play sports but haven't had the time to commit to it because of other things that come in the way. Fitness looks different for everyone and sometimes the best thing for you to do is nothing. Just really find anything you enjoy and keep doing that. On our way upstairs we were talking about school, right? For me personally these last two weeks have been challenging. How do you balance work? Do you ever have to make sacrifices for one or the other? This semester has been a really rough one for me as well. I think most of us are feeling the workload and um, the lack of rest, which has played a big part in a lot of us feeling fatigued. So actually this few months or since the beginning of this year, I haven't been going to the gym as much as I like. And I try not to judge myself for it. It's no big deal. You have to sometimes prioritize other things um, depending on your situation. Interestingly for me, um, sports actually keeps my life in check. So... It's more of a meditative exercise and knowing that there's always structure. Um, in fact, the period where my grades dropped the most in polytechnic was when I tore my hamstring. And I just had so much time, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, which is kind of like counterintuitive because you 
you want you would imagine that because I have more time, I have more time to study and you know foster relationships. But it's actually the other way around. And of course, track um helps me form relationships as well with my teammates and people I meet through the community. Dexter Kim from something involved with fitness, right? That is the life of a sports person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just came from a medical screening. Um, it's something to do with my contract with Singapore Athletics. I mean, in a nutshell, this is just what being a student athlete is like. You rush from place to place, and in fact, after this, um, after this podcast, I'm gonna have to rush off the training. Um, so it's just juggling class, friends, um, personal relationships, and sports. I've heard that usually college students perform better in professional sports than other groups of athletes because they have essentially what they call a plan B. Like it helps to not always focus on sports. Dexter, you mentioned that you joined sports four years ago and that's fairly like recent, right? Yeah. For some, sp- I know some people that start training when they're like six, you know. Um, or five. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even that good at tennis, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't mean if you start young, right. you become right. a pro athlete, not at all. But do you ever encounter, say, barriers to entry? Um, or do you ever see gender barriers? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'll speak about the gender barrier first because I think that's a more, you know, prevalent and prominent issue. Um, I mean, I, I really do feel that um, some of my female teammates don't get the respect they deserve. And I think it's also partly due to most people not playing the sport itself. I mean, how many times you go online and you see people saying like, oh, WNBA players, oh, I can do this. No, you can't. <laughs> you lose like 11-0. They're professionals. They're like the best at what they do. And I think um, I think it's it's really sad to see. And I think it requires a cultural shift and and a lot of effort to reverse this. You know, barbells, Olympic barbells. Barbells. Um, now we have a female bar. I mean, a women's bar, nice. by the way. Yay! We just got it like two weeks ago. Only took eight months. No big deal. Yeah. But now we have, for all the ladies out there or non-men out there, we have uh, a women's bar. It's um, 15 kilos instead of 20, which is a lot easier. Um, like a f- the levels to entry is a lot lower, which is great. And it's um, thinner as well. So our hands are smaller. So it, it just fits us better. It points to the bigger picture of women in sports and how you don't have we don't have that space as women sometimes our point of entry is hard (laughs) it's like not made for us it's not made for us right so besides the barbells um miku have you experienced any larger scale challenges and how have you addressed those challenges of being able to enter the male-dominated sports scene the first time i started lifting weights I was so scared to look like a fool um, and just to not know what's going on beyond that treadmill line. Um, But I noticed, like, one thing that really helped me is remembering that no one else cares except for you. Actually, everyone's paying attention to themselves and no one else. So if you know that, you can just step right in. Nobody would even notice, honestly. Thank you for that advice because... As long as I get in and I'm just minding my own business, chances are I'll just be minding my own business. Yeah, most people are. No, nobody's paying attention to you. Yeah. Well, knowing that 
most people are intimidated to do that. I really wanted to start a beginner-friendly classes because I think it's important to have a space where people feel like their needs are being met and easy for anyone to come in and learn new things at the gym. I realize that that uh, the advice about you know beginner-friendly classes uh, mm-hmm. don't just apply to women, right? Because I was just thinking about how some people may just feel afraid because it's so it, it's so dominated by people who look muscular maybe mm-hmm. or you know who may look like they know what they're doing so yeah. i think it's great advice for everyone basically join me because classes on yes. campus <laughs> i would plug it in but the semester's ending so next sem keep next a, sem yeah keep an eye out athletics and recreation yeah okay do you have any last piece of advice for someone who may be considering sport as a wellness practice or is currently in it and is trying to find some inspiration to continue i think people tend to overestimate how much effort it takes to just go for to the gym or a run or even something you enjoy like football a football session i think they overestimate how much commitment it takes and I think I would just say try it out. Well, I would say that fitness looks different for everybody and other forms of fitness should be celebrated as well and it's just just as valued as um, traditional weightlifting. So whatever it is, if you like it, keep doing it. If you don't, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, that's it. I love it so much. Thank you for that. This just gave me like a whole burst of new ideas of how fitness can just look like dance or fitness can look like the two stairs that you take up after getting out of the sky garden exactly yeah and all you just have to do is enjoy it good advice thank you so much guys thank you thank you for having me yeah good fun we're not done yeah we have a surprise segment so we have a series of rapid fire fun questions to ask you try not to give it too much thought you just be as natural as possible. Okay. okay. So ooh, ooh, act natural. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any unusual sports quirks to maintain your fitness? No. To maintain fitness, I don't think so. But before races, I put a coin in my spike. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, it's actually because I forgot to like I a coin dropped in once and I hit a PB. <laughs> So I was like, oh, that's a superstition. So okay. I just do it. Mm. All right. For our non-acquainted uh, runners, what does PB stand for? Personal best. All right. So, Actually, I remember a, a quirk now. Yes. <laughs> if I have a workout that has uh, skipping, I just need to go to the bathroom before. Because jumping up and down makes me got to go. So I, <laughs> I have to go pee before any, <laughs> before any workout. First thing I do, go to the bathroom. Love that. Best way to unwind after a hard day of practice drink water i drink a lot of water nice stay hydrated um fifa (laughs) (laughs) any fitness inspiration that you constantly refer to or any sports people that you look up to i really look up to um crossfit like women who do crossfit so katrin david's daughter is one of them she talks about how she's not like genetically good at anything she just worked really hard to get there um I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I would say Usain Bolt, if only, like, because he's the best. But, I mean, he's such a freak that... <laughs> how do I model myself after him? Favorite snack or TV show? Or both? I love Oreos. And I'm, <laughs> I'm watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race right now. Snack. I... I really like Greek yogurt. I, I know a lot of people don't like the taste, but... Yeah. <laughs> Lactose like intolerant. I'm okay. I do uh, like sweet stuff. 
Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you were right when you said it. A lot of people yeah. did. <laughs> I'm not a fan. What is one thing you wish people would stop assuming about you as a fitness ambassador? Right. Um, that I'm unfriendly. Um, I don't know. It could be just because I'm really focused during workouts. And in general, in class, I'm quite tired um, after you know, a long day at practice. So I just don't interact much. But if you come up to me, I would just engage in a conversation with anyone, really. I wish they would stop assuming that I... Like subscribe prescribe to diet culture or hustle culture i'm actually a really chill gym person i'm all for eating all kinds of foods i don't believe in diets um i believe in many rest days that kind of thing i believe in many rest days too (laughs) never too many rest days how do you feel about the rooster jimmy nugget (laughs) i would say it's Chandana's problem. I live in uh, Saigon. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Miku, let's leave. I was, I was just it's telling them. I don't hear I was just telling them. It's time to leave. Just by virtue of being in Saga, it's like a delight, you yeah. know? It's so oh cute. Life. <laughs> Look at this privilege. Jimmy Nugget does not affect me at all. I sleep right through his morning calls and I don't see a big deal. But I know that it affects a lot of people and I'm sorry. It's okay. That's okay. Does it affect you in PR? A lot. Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> I know exactly where it stands to do its crows. Yeah. That's how much it affects me. <laughs> what, if you, what if you, like, got up early in the morning and then, went, and then just, like, there's started a proverb. squawking? There's a, there's a proverb in that. <laughs> there's a proverb like that in Shona. And I thought about it. I was like, maybe if I do that, it'll stop. So <laughs> Just, like, confuse it. Yeah. So the saying goes, which means you wake up in the morning to grab the rooster by its neck or to like out squawk it so that it actually knows its place so I, oh I've been gosh. thinking of doing that I'd really love to see it in the morning just like you two going at it like yeah. crowing yeah. I'll square up thank you so much guys thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to who's listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Yale NUS Wellness for behind-the-scenes posts and other wellness-related content. All right, everyone. Good luck with the last set of essays and exams for this semester. And until then, stay well, stay safe, take care, and I'll see you in a bit. We will see you in a bit.